Welcome back to School Buzz, the Lancaster School District podcast. I'm Rebecca Cooksey, and today we have some members from Sierra. Make sure I got the right school. Sierra, and they're going to talk to us about structured play because they have some really good ideas that they started this year. And I was visiting, and I thought, oh, this is a this would be something for the podcast. I should bring the, these guys over. So go ahead and introduce yourself and give me just a little background about each one of you. Hi, my name is Jill Culver. I started with the Lancaster School Districts approximately 15 years ago. Um, I started off at Paiute Middle School teaching sixth grade, moved on to Sierra Elementary School. Uh, I taught over at Lincoln Elementary and I taught over at New Vista. I taught science and coding. Currently, I am back at the amazing Sierra Elementary School as the assistant principal. It's your first year being the assistant principal, right? Correct. All right. Trial by fire year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Latanya Coleman. I'm campus supervisor at Sierra. Um, I've been at the district since 2006. I started off at Sunnydale. Now I'm at Sierra and enjoying every moment. I am Tania Coleman. I'm the recreation leader at Sierra. Um, I've been working for the district since 2008. I started off at Sunnydale as a supervision aide. And now I'm at Sierra. All right. So both, everybody has several years in education so <laughs> yes, far. Yes. So very good. So what is structured play and why did your school decide to use it this year? So play work, structured play helps uh, schools organize a positive recess climate. Uh, a rep or a coach from PlayWorks came to our site to help train our supervision aides, student leaders, also known as junior coaches, and teachers and administration. The training helped our staff with building positive a positive atmosphere on the yard, how to get students' attention, using signals and tasks, uh, transitions, understanding the child's different learning styles, and we even played some of these recess games so that we even had an understanding of what the rules and expectations are. Sierra took on structured play due to the amount of conflicts that were occurring on the yard and shortly after within the classroom. The physical aggression was just getting out of hand, and what they call roasting, uh, each other led to hurt feelings. So games and activities were, were readily available, but many just wouldn't take the initiative to get started um, or even know how to get started. Uh, Structure Play now gives our students the choice between four activities. If they aren't happy with one, they can quickly find a new game. Our supervision coaches and junior coaches monitor the activities and is there to help uh, go over some of the rules and help guide the students to solve conflicts. Um, our junior coaches are a mix of our fourth and fifth grade students who train the, um, who are trained with leadership skills, how to resolve conflict, and are the role models to help build a better playground. There are there are helpers during recess and lunch te teaching these skills on a, on the weekly activity. Students recognize our junior coach uh, on the yard because we did give them this really cool looking purple shirt. Now, how did you pick your, your junior leaders? It was based on teacher recommendation uh, and a very intense five page uh, recommendation form, oh, wow. uh, parent signature. They had like six questions on how, why they think they could be a good leader. And um, we met and they were chosen, and then they were trained after school one day. 
So it was a big commitment by the kids to be a junior leader also. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Good. Um, and then you said that you chose this because you saw a lot of aggression during recess. Since you've implemented this, have your ODRs gone down, your office referrals gone down? So we started the day we got back from winter break. Okay, so not very long yet. Not <laughs> very long, but we did have a PBIS meeting just the other day at the end of the month, and we did notice a significant uh, decrease compared to last year. Yes, Wonderful. So research on structured play states that it increases problem solving and listening skills. Can you give me an example of what you've seen? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so solving problems and conflicts uh, is basically, it's a learned skill. It does take practice. The adults uh, can help our youth develop this skill. An example would be if a four-square ball uh, bounces and we're not sure where it lands, students can use a type of strategy like called... Rochambeau. Well, you call it rock, paper, scissors, but now we say Rochambeau uh -huh. so they can fix their conflict, which it helps a lot, too. And they agree that they're going to no, they do, abide yeah. by that. Yes, yes they do. Yes. Or sometimes the kids get competitive and they start using unkind words. And sometimes the junior coaches will remind them, no, we say nice job, good good try. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the other students even catch on as well. So it's nice to see. That's good. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the, um, the examples, um, you know, to get the kids' attention, the listening skills, um, we have uh, a game we play, you know, it says, can you hear me? Touch your shoulders. Can you hear me? Clap your hands. And then say, oh, can you hear me? If you're listening, you know, you have your attention. So we use that to get their attention when they're out of control, lining up for lunch or <laughs> re after recess. Yeah. And also, too, another example would be we'll give them um, a set of three directions, such as, like, go touch a basketball pole or run, touch a red line, and line up at the basketball court. So at that point, they're looking like, okay, what's next? So we have their attention. So mm -hmm. that's pretty nice. And you know, one of the things that are uh, in our district, kids' listening skills when we test them are low. Right. Which you think that's kind of an easy skill. You just got to listen and do what you're told. Mm -hmm. um, so the more we practice that, even at recess and at yes. um, lunchtime, it's just going to help our kids better when they're being tested. Definitely, yes. yeah. So most of the research, when I was looking it up, because I came back from Sierra and thought, this is super cool, and then I looked it up online. Most of the research on structured play is at preschool. How does this support elementary age students? So the uh, PlayWorks organization is geared to um, elementary age children. So they, um, students over at Sierra are given the choice for different activities. So they do still have a choice, but that's it. For example, this week, students are able to choose from kickball, Foursquare, Band-Aid Tag, uh, which they love, and they can also play on the play equipment. They're not really able to kind of wander around uh, out of area. If they really don't want to play any of those activities, we do recommend they try. If they still are like, I just, I'm not feeling great, they're more than welcome to sit on the bench. When the weather gets warm, we'll throw games out there, uh, board games out there for them. Our supervision aide, along with one of our junior coaches, they do monitor the games uh, and go over some of the rules. As for the sur like surveys, Playworks, do, they do a survey every single year. And in 2019, they had over 7,500 7, uh, responses from school staff. And some of the, some of the um, 
the results were outstanding. Um, we have like the student outcomes on the playground. Ninety four percent of staff report students are better able to resolve conflict on their own. Ninety six percent of staff report more cooperation among students on the playground. Eighty three percent of staff report fewer disciplinary incidents. Eighty five percent of staff report fewer bullying incidents, and eighty four percent of staff report fewer playground injuries as well. Oh, good. We don't. We want to keep the injuries yeah. down. <laughs> and students' outcome in the classroom, uh, 90, 96% more students engage in academics. 93% of staff report that students are more focused during the class. And 81% of staff reports fewer disruptive events in the classroom. And most of the staff um, agree that PlayWorks improves the um, school environment overall. Great. So I want to know what Band-Aid tag is. What is that? <laughs> How do you play that game? Tania? So oh, Band-Aid tag. Um, well, like if they get tagged one time, they have to put their arm, their hand on over their arm like they got a Band-Aid. Uh-huh. And if they get tagged a second time, they put their second hand on their arm like they have another Band-Aid. Uh-huh. They get tagged a third time, they, they say they have to go to the hospital and do five jumping jacks and they come back in. But everyone's it. Okay. During the band-aid tag, so it makes it kind of more fun. Oh, and, a little bit crazy. And everybody's then. engaged. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, I, I heard you talk about conflict management. How does this match up against Kelso's choices that the counselors are doing with kids? Well, we definitely um, recommend we, like, integrate it all, like second step, uh, Kelso's choice, uh, playwork. Um, we if there is If there's still conflict, they're not able to resolve it, we are able to bring in some supports from some of those options. And you had kids that, you know, just chose not to participate. Um, and I, we've all had those kids that just, they don't mm-hmm. want to play the game. They don't want to do that. But is there any follow-up for a kid that is always on the bench, just always refuses to kind of be with other kids? Uh, well, that is definitely something that we're going to look into. Um, we're now, I think. I try to encourage them and I kind of go with them, you know, mm-hmm. and say, hey, let's try it, or, you know. So, you know, it's been working here and there, but not all are, want to participate. So right. we're going to work on that. Yeah. I think that leads to our, the next question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your biggest hurdle in this implementation? At first, many of our students were a bit resistant to this new structure. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me what to do on recess. Exactly. Um, So we started again the week we got back from break. And the very first thing we did, we wanted to make it clear. We wanted them to understand exactly what the process was. So they weren't like, I didn't know or uh, confused about what to do. So we had our uh, mid-year uh, PBIS launch, mm-hmm. which uh, when they came in for the assembly, I ran a uh, structured play and what it means, what it looks like, and uh, who they can go to for help and support, introduced our uh, junior coaches. Yes. And uh, so that's that was probably at the beginning, but we, real quickly, these the kids seemed to really excited about all the different activities that we're uh, introducing to them. I think the fifth grade, we still have a little bit (laughs) of resistance, uh, though we just kind of give them a reminder. Uh, Mm -hmm. They view the presentation again. Uh, If they have any questions, they can ask. Uh, And we've had, I've had a few kids come up to me like, why, what can we do instead? Or what why do we have to do this? And I'll have an open conversation. Mm-hmm. 
Now they get choice, so they have four different choices of what they mm -hmm. can do. Is there ever a time that maybe the fifth graders could design a game that would be something that they, you know, have some investment in so they could design their own game? So this is definitely something uh, as the months go by. The very first part I want the students to uh, really understand the structure, mm -hmm. uh, the rules, because we've had like, they were playing handball. It was... Um, you know, they make their own rules. Right, oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Like, Rebecca's <laughs> way of yeah. playing handball. And, yeah, you never know what, whose you know, rules yeah, you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I've never heard those rules. Right, <laughs> Stephen's way of playing yeah. handball. And so we want to really, really implement the structure and the uh, rules behind it. As we're getting through, there are ways that we can change the rules. So, for example, in the Band-Aid tag, uh, when they go to the hospital, instead of jumping jacks, they can... They can choose something else do to dance. do. Yeah, I had uh -huh. a couple kids yeah. say, oh, can we do push-ups? And so it's uh, as uh, each game does have the option to tweak it a bit here and there. So what are the benefits of unstructured play? And when is there an appropriate time that that should be used at school? So unstructured play um, is like a category of play in which students are engaged in like an open-ended type of game. There's not really a specific learning objective. Um, it's not really coach-led. Uh, they're able to kind of just play. They use their imagination. They're able to build uh, such as Lego design or uh, inventing like a chasing type of game. Um, the structured play activity help students to build some of the skills in the area of solving problems, working towards a goal or objective, uh, helps improve their active listening skills. Uh, structured play also helps kids with uh, their confidence, encouraging resilience, and just learning how to cooperate within a team while developing strong communication skills. Um, here at Sierra, structured play it gives our students a choice of activity that changes weekly. Uh, during recess, students are now focused on a game rather than on the drama. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> playground physical aggression and defiance is down, which means less time in the admin office uh -huh. and more time in the classroom to learn and be mm -hmm. successful. Some of them just get to it, too, because they have posters out for the where they go. So some of them, like, instead of us, like, helping them start it, sometimes the kids will come together and start it themselves, which is really nice. To, uh, Working as a team. Uh-huh. Getting their independence. And I think it's nice when they go out. <clears throat> they know they have, still have a choice. Yeah. But they know they're going to be doing something. Uh -huh, so it's definitely. not just like, oh, who's going to play with me today or who's, who's my friend? Right. They don't have to worry about that. Just go to the game and they get to play it. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. It's really nice. <laughs> the pressure is off. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're going to see some great results. I know when I was a principal, uh, actually a vice principal at Yucca Elementary in Palmdale, I had a group of little guys. Every recess, they were in trouble. Every lunchtime, they were in right. trouble. So I grabbed, I think there were about eight of them. I grabbed those eight. And I said, from now on, you're going to be with this noon duty supervisor, and you only get to play the game that he's playing. So we're all going to play basketball, or we're all going to play handball. And that took away a lot of my problems, just yeah. grabbing those few little guys that yeah. were, you know, <laughs> you do see a up. difference yeah. with the the high rollers. Like some of them, like they're all busy, and it's nice. Like mm -hmm. they they're getting along too. Yeah, they get um, along. Well, that's refreshing. Good. And and he would always have to come up with his own game. That's nice that you have games already set up. They've got posters. You've got all the mm -hmm. activities yeah. kind of laid out. Right. And there's some nice choice in there. So that's great. Mm -hmm. Right.
Well, I'm hoping you see some great gains this year. Um, Your ODRs go down, your suspensions go down, those kind of things. Maybe increased attendance because, you know, drama at recess can cause people to not feel good the next day. Right, right. Well, thank you, ladies, for coming in. It's a really good topic, very timely, and I think very innovative for a school to try something completely different. You know, just pick a new thing. Um, You see a problem and you try to solve it, so that's great. Let me give a community shout out to the city of Lancaster to support their See and Be Seen campaign for bike safety. So you've seen a couple of those, um, they're kind of wrapped boxes by crosswalks. That's part of their idea to make sure that you look at cars and cars see you before you get in the crosswalk and they're going to do the same thing with bike safety. And our next um, theme, I hope, is going to be the role of the instructional coach. I think I've announced that a couple of times and haven't done it. You can find this podcast on iHeartRadio, Sprecher, iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on our district website. And as you tune out, please listen to the students at Armagrosa Creek playing a song.